Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of Divine Downloads Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Overton. And again, I have to pinch myself that this is actually my podcast because it's literally like I feel like a kid in a candy store that I get to do this work. And so today, like all the other times, I'm very excited to bring to you a really, really exceptional show. It's, it's about one of my favorite topics. So today I have the honor to have Miss Jocelyn John on the show. Jocelyn is a registered nurse, privately mentored by sleep expert Christine Hansen. She's been trained in the sleep like a boss method and specializes in helping individuals who have struggled with sleep for years to sleep peacefully every night in a matter of days. That sounds amazing. Jocelyn has helped hundreds of people transform their sleep through her one-on-one programs, workshops, and presentations. Jocelyn has been published on the topic of sleep education in various media outlets, including Alaska Sleep Education Center, and was a presenter at the 2018 HMC Diversity Mental Health Conference. As well, Jocelyn has worked with companies such as Chartered Professionals and Human Resources and has been featured on Your Next Shift podcast. Bi-weekly, Jocelyn hosts the Sleep is Health podcast, where she provides practical strategies to improve sleep. In addition to being a registered nurse, training in Sleep Like a Boss method equipped Jocelyn with specialized understanding in holistic sleep solutions, specifically exploring how lifestyle, biochemical stress, and hormones, thyroid and other health issues, nutrition and gut health all impact sleep. Jocelyn is a Spencer Institute certified sleep science coach and a certified health coach. Jocelyn takes pride in using this diverse expertise to help her clients create the final sleep solution. She lives in Vancouver and enjoys running and exploring outdoors and nature. Jocelyn, welcome to the show, young lady. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. You are so welcome. So one of the things I love to do, because I think uh, connections and relationships are really the magic of how the world goes around. And interestingly enough, I met Jocelyn through uh, Rob Hillman's Nurse Action Pack. And of course, your product, your service uh, had, had to do with sleep, right? And focus around sleep. So obviously we read the introduction. It's it's obvious you're crazy about sleep. You have so much expertise in this. So Jocelyn, can you just share with our listeners, you know, a little bit about your nursing journey, sort of where you've been as much or as little details you want to share and, and what brought you to this really niched um, topic of sleep? It's such an important topic. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for that comprehensive introduction, by the way. <laughs> and uh Yes, you're right. We actually met through the Action Park and that was so exciting, getting to learn from all different nurses and the amazing work they're doing in the world to make a difference. And um, so my background as a nurse uh, started off uh, in acute care and uh, then slowly I um, branched out into the community. But um, how I became interested in sleep, it's actually a long story, (laughs) but um, um, 
it actually all started um, back in my 20s. You know, I was chronically sleep deprived. Some days I would stay up working until wee hours in the morning. And other days I wanted to sleep, but my mind wouldn't let me. And so uh, at one point I, I was really um, uh, experiencing this self-induced sleep deprivation. Um, but also at one point uh, when I became a nurse and working 12 hours, um, I just couldn't sleep. I had trouble sleeping on my days off. Um, back, uh, but uh, back, back when I was having trouble sleeping, it was actually around a very exciting but also challenging time of my life. At that time, I had just won a prestigious scholarship to complete my undergrad. And um, I don't know if you know this, but do you know what country I'm from originally? I don't. Okay, so I packed my bags, you know, and I hopped on the plane right after I won this prestigious scholarship. And at the time I was coming from Malawi to Canada directly to go into university, but originally I'm from Burundi, right? So when I arrived to Canada into university, I had such a big drive for success, which pushed me to take on many responsibilities. And also, I soon adopted this self-sabotaging mindset that staying up to cramming more work was actually productive and durable, which is not. <laughs> At the time, I was relying on caffeine to keep me going. And you know what happened? On one particular day, I felt so dizzy and weak that I passed out and fell down on a set of stairs. And luckily, someone called the ambulance and I ended up being in the hospital for five good weeks. And so you see, it's, it's really hard, right? Because the body is designed on the basis of rest. And without rest, the body cannot really keep us healthy. And I know that nowadays we have this 24-7 lifestyle and we are fooled to thinking that we can actually survive without sleep. And we cannot do that. And um, there's, it's no surprise that science has linked poor sleep with high blood pressure, weakened immune system, weight gain, mood swings, paranoia, depression, sexual decline, and um, a high risk for diabetes, stroke, cardiovascular disease, dementia, and even some cancers. And so at one point, actually, the body loses its ability to cope with lack of sleep. And in my situation, I had a weakened immune system, which led to a very serious lung infection. And so being in the hospital for five weeks wasn't fine. Um, and of course, then, then this story leads to um, my nursing career because fast forward when I became a nurse, right? When later on, I couldn't sleep on my days off after working night shifts. Um, it, was, uh, it was really hard for me because I already knew what lack of sleep had, could do. Um, being a nurse and also from the experience. And it was really hard for me. I felt exhausted all the time. 
I had forgotten what it was like to be rested or to feel rested. And it felt like my body was just fighting through life in so many ways. I started having digestive problems out of nowhere. Uh, you know, when you're just having issues, but you, there's no real cause, you can really, it's not like you, I didn't have a specific uh, GI condition, but I was just having a, um, random digestive problems. Um, and I had more cravings for unhealthy foods. You know, I ate every donut, every cookie, cake, you name it. And um, I ate any treat that I could. Well, hello, Jocelyn. Hi, I think we got disconnected there. That was so weird. Okay, well, um, just just uh, pick up where you left off. You were talking about you were starting to get tons of cravings, cookies, donuts. Yeah, so I had more cravings for unhealthy foods. I ate every donut, every cookie, cake, you name it. And I ate any treat I could find. And interestingly, the nursing stations always have unhealthy foods. You know, occasionally we'll get flowers as a thank you, but often it's all the sweets, the sweets food, the sweets or the um, high carbohydrates. And um, it actually, sleep deprivation or lack of sleep makes you eat an extra 300 to 500 calories. And this is because sleep deprivation disturbs your appetite hormones and also it stimulates the pleasure, the pleasure part of the brain. Um, so one study I looked at, um, looked at people who slept 5.5 hours per night and uh, they found that um, these people who slept less than five, uh, 5.5 hours per night, they had increased ghrelin and decreased leptin. So ghrelin is a hormone that stimulates your appetite and um, leptin is a hormone that actually tells you that you are full. So at the end of the day, your appetite is so misinformed, you think you want to keep eating. And at the same time, the imaging studies uh, show that when you lack sleep, uh, there is increased activity in your um, amygdala. And amygdala is the part of your brain that uh, drives your motivation to eat. And at the same time, sleep deprivation, um, when looking at imaging studies, there's also decreased activity in your prefrontal cortex, which is the part that is responsible for. Decision making. So you're, you, you can't really decide very well, but you are stimulated to eat and your, um, you know, pleasure part of your brain is so uh, stimulated. So this is why when you don't sleep well, it just looks like you don't have your willpower, even though you might be a well-intended, well uh, disciplined person. <laughs> After you've lost sleep, you just end up um, losing your willpower to decide uh, um, your, uh, to implement those uh, healthy choices. And I also went from working out multiple times a week to absolutely no motivation to work out. I had no energy to do anything. I would just sit on the couch. At the same time, I was dozing off on the Scott train on my way home from a night shift. But then when I go home, 
I couldn't sleep. I could only sleep for two hours and then I would wake up. And then my skin became so dry and itchy. And I tried so many different creams, but like my skin wouldn't improve. And these are classic physical signs of sleep deprivation. And this is why the less sleep you get, the faster you age. This is well researched. It's, it's just the fact. And it's so sad because I spent so much money <laughs> on creams. And now I look back um, anyway. And then to top, to top it all off, I was only in my 30s. But you know what was happening? I was having memory issues. I, I was always forgetting what I was supposed to be doing in the room. I would, you know, I would wonder if I locked my door, if I turned off my stove. And being in my 30s, I knew that I, I, I didn't have any other indication of memory issues. Uh, but this was really, really nerve-wracking um, to think that I did something or I didn't do it. And um, overall, I really felt so unfulfilled. And I was helping everybody. I was helping my patients rebuild their lives. But at the same time, it looked like and it felt like my own life was falling apart. And so... Um, I just really, really wanted to be able to um, to bring calm and rest into my life. And remembering back, you know, when I fell down on those stairs, I couldn't believe that I had come to a full circle and made myself, you know, close to being sick like I was at that time you know, being in the hospital for five weeks. So I decided that I needed to find a solution for this misery. So I tried so many different sleep solutions and I would talk to doctors and um, nurses I worked with, asking them what they were doing to actually sleep because we were all working night shifts together. So maybe they knew something. And I tried so many different solutions that did not work for me. Um, things like uh, chamomile tea, melatonin pills. I tried even gravel, but those things couldn't work. And of course, gravel is used for sleep sometimes, but it's not meant for sleep because people use gravel for sleep because it has that sedative uh, effect. And um, of course, sedation is not sleep the body needs restorative sleep. My body needed restorative sleep at that time. And uh, so even now, uh, there are so many solutions that people are using that are kind of um, may look like are giving rest, but they're not restorative rest. So at the same time, this whole experience created such a sense of failure for me because I would ask myself, well, if millions of healthcare professionals like nurses and doctors and other, uh, uh, and other um, uh, team members, even cleaners or anybody who worked night shifts, if they, were, if they were able to do it, I should have been able to survive and just be okay with it, right? And then it just felt like maybe this was uh, 
somehow a, a sign of weakness. But now I know that sleep deprivation affects anyone, regardless of their situation. And the truth is, now sleep deprivation is a global health problem. And uh, just because many people are sleep deprived, it just doesn't mean that the body can handle it. And um, yeah, I look back, I, I wish I could uh, be able to know that and forgive myself and, and not take um, sleep deprivation as a sense of, or a form of resilience in some ways. So yeah, and then, um, yeah, I was really desperate to try and find the solution that worked for this insomnia lifestyle when all these things didn't work. And then um, I started off by just reading peer-reviewed literature on the topic of sleep. And then it became clear to me that the less I slept, the more my health suffered and the more disease I was going to incur. And then finally, the sooner I was going to die. That was very clear. And it's clear in the research. Um, and this was such a powerful and scary realization at the same time. Then I really got interested. <laughs> I was really now interested in expanding my knowledge um, about sleep and finding new ways to improve it. And then I went on and I became certified as a sleep science coach. Uh, through the Spencer Institute and then after I got my certification and then I, I was applying you know while I learned um, I, I realized right away that um, there is more to sleep than just turning on electronics having a regular sleep schedule and having a winding down routine there's so much more then I realized that there were other many people who have great sleep hygiene, really, who have perfect mattress, who have the perfect bedtime habits, but who are still unable to sleep for many years. And that really inspired me. And I wanted to be able to help these people experience such a sense of relief and peace of mind um, of just finally being able to fix their sleep after so many years. And when I wanted to do that, I also realized that I needed to understand sleep from a more holistic standpoint or from a holistic standpoint, because then the, my sleep uh, science certification um, was only based on sleep hygiene. And I was looking for ways to do that. Um, I don't know, uh, there aren't that many uh, sleep programs right now. In nursing school, I didn't learn about sleep. And I, I didn't know how I was going to make this dream a reality. And then behold, the answer from the universe. <laughs> I met uh, my mentor, uh, Christine Hansen. She's the best sleep expert out there for individuals who, regardless of perfect sleep habits, are unable to achieve healthy sleep. So I wanted to understand how both her holistic approach and nerdy scientific testing got results for her clients. So I approached her and she took me on and trained me in the sleep like a boss method. And uh, sleep like a boss method training basically is a very holistic sleep um, um, training that specialized me with understanding 
uh, on how biochemical stress, hormones, thyroid, nutrition, gut health, and other uh, related health issues impact sleep. So most importantly, what I learned from uh, Christine Hansen is actually the ability to create individualized um, programs and individualized sleep solutions um, for people to help them resolve their sleep problems that they have had for many years. And uh, the, this process uh, was so powerful and I've been so, so honored and um, embracing this ability and um, expertise and helping people. So yeah, that is really my story of how I got into sleep science. And I know that for many people, sleep deprivation might not have landed them in the hospital yet. Or, you know, maybe someone listening, you might not have, you know, had uh, significant um, uh, health consequences. But sleep deprivation is a problem and prolonged sleep deprivation could lead uh, to um, negative health consequences and so I'm just lucky that uh, I was able to find solutions and I'm just really excited to help others okay so much to unpack here so let me just go, let me just go back because I want to I want to <laughs> I want to clarify this because I've never heard of this uh, you said you said there are solutions one of them you mentioned was gravel what is that Oh, well, gravel is a medication that uh, often. Spell it. Uh, so G R A V O L. It's a it's a medication that is uh, often over the counter. You can buy it there, and people tend to take it for, uh, you know, nausea to address nausea or to reduce nausea. Um, and uh, it can also be prescribed by a healthcare provider if if they consider it um, uh, necessary based on what the person has. But it's indicated to um, to reduce nausea, and, or, and so people take this gravel. Uh, sometimes thinking that it's going to help them with their sleep problems, and um, it's they because of the sedation effect. So uh, gravel will make you feel drowsy. So some people then they take on that side effect, the drowsiness. They they will use it to kind of doze off and sleep. However. This particular medication is actually not primarily indicated for sleep, um, because when you think of sleep, uh, sleep is uh, essentially change in brain waves, and we are sleeping in uh, cycles, right? So, uh, in order to help with your sleep, you must be doing something that is going to positively impact your sleep cycle. But if you're taking a medication that's indicated for nausea, that is not uh, specifically uh, for sleep cycle, then it's not going to help you. And also, there's, uh, when we talk about sleep, there are also two uh, factors that are important. It's the, the quality of sleep. The quality of sleep. It's not just the duration of sleep. 
So you look at how long you're sleeping, but also the quality of that sleep. Uh, and so if um, you take, say, a medication or substance that uh, will sedate you and make you drowsy, um, you might be thinking that you fell asleep faster, but then you might also wake up feeling tired because uh, you might not get that restorative sleep. And restorative sleep means uh, being able to take your body through the sleep cycle properly and optimally. And that involves um, the ability to go through all the five stages of sleep. <laughs> Okay, this is perfect. Okay, so mm -hmm. thanks for that uh, explanation about the gravel. Never heard of it, so I learned something new all the yeah. time. So thank you for that. And um, first of all, I want to, again, this podcast is really to shine a light on what's possible for nurses when we get out of our own way. So you probably never in a million years dreamed that you would be a sleep expert, right? B based on your experience and how cool is it that that now you are, are helping people um what i have come to know in 21 years as a nurse and eight years as a coach is that people treat sleep as another thing on their to-do list and um i heard a neurologist once say i can't remember his name but he was a sleep expert he said we really have to understand and learn how to put the brakes on when we pull the car, before we pull the car into the garage. And it's like, we, we have this 24 seven, completely constantly overstimulated. And then we like get in the bed at night and we turn out the light. It's like, okay, it's time to go to bed now. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you were, like you were saying, I had the same experience when I worked the night shift and I'm sure any nurse that's listening, is shaking their head omg yes 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 even though you're exhausted it's like you're mentally so stimulated it's like you have to be able to debrief or come down from your shift um su such a powerful thing and the other thing i want people to take away from this is that you don't have to have a crisis you don't have to fall down the stairs you don't have mm -hmm. to be in the hospital for five weeks to start to say you know what I wonder, I wonder what it would be like if I started to, to honor this, um, th this need for my body. And um, what would you say, allowing yourself this gift of honoring your body's need for restorative sleep? So the five sleep cycles, that's that rapid eye movement. It's that allowing your, your brain waves to get into that really juicy place. What would you say honoring that has allowed you to become, Jocelyn? Hmm. Yeah, that you brought up a great point, a great point regarding, you know, that uh, people listening, they don't have to fall down the stairs and have a serious lung infection like I did for them to start honoring and embracing this gift of sleep. What embracing the gift of sleep has given me is really beyond, it's, I like the name of my company is Sleep is Health, really. Um, it's given me more vitality and livelihood and more energy. 
and also more peace of mind. Um, when you look at the benefits of sleep, sleep is so important for your concentration, for your mental wellness, right? For your stress management. And so it has been full circle for me to just bring in more calm into my life. When I look back at how I used to be, right? Uh, experiencing all these symptoms. Actually, one of the things I didn't mention is how I used to be on the edge all the time. Can you relate when you feel like you're always on the edge, like you are not calm and you are always thinking about how you really need to come down, but it just never happens. Um, and then this is because sleep deprivation actually depletes you of serotonin and serotonin is a positive mood hormone. It, we also call it a happy hormone because it's so important. Of course, serotonin uh, can be acquired in different ways. Uh, just getting out and uh, getting that 10 to 15 minutes walk, especially in the morning, is going to um, tune your brain so that you already have some serotonin and it's going to help you improve your sleep later on because serotonin is a building block for melatonin, which is another hormone that actually uh, initiates sleep. And when you sleep, the, um, through sleep, your body is balancing your hormones. And so because of that, you already have some serotonin on board. And also uh, your stress hormone will be much more balanced when you sleep. When you don't sleep, now you have unbalanced uh, stress hormone called cortisol and of course cortisol we need cortisol we need the stress hormone to help us go through day-to-day -day challenges you know in the morning it's supposed to be high i mean cortisol is supposed to be high in the morning because you know what we need it we need um that cortisol to help us go through um maybe you know traffic changing lanes on the highway um rushing through the morning taking kids to school we need that however towards the evening we want the cortisol to come down so that the sleep cycle can begin and referring back to the point you made um, about actually being able to pause uh, we, we want to remember that um, there's day and night again even though we have a 24 7 um, lifestyle but we humans are designed on the basis of rest you look back on how our ancestors lived they woke up in the morning they went and you know found food uh, and then towards the end of the day the sunset and they had food and then they went to bed it was very simple uh, in that sense the division between day and night was very clear but now because of this uh, opportunity, opportunities we have to, to work all the time, it, it's, it can be confusing for the body because there is daytime hormones and then there's nighttime hormones. During the day, we are using our sympathetic nervous system to help us survive and go through our challenges. In the evening, we need 
to allow the parasympathetic nervous system to tune in. And so uh, this is really important. And now, you know, allowing myself this gift of sleep has really helped me uh, bring in more calm, more productivity, more opportunities, more youthfulness. I can tell you that. Um, I know that you know that I am into running and I'm able to just enjoy my outdoor activities because I have more energy to do those, right? Compared to when I was having sleep problems, I just couldn't even get off the couch. So that's really in a nutshell. There's much more to, to appreciate about what adequate sleep can do, you know. Okay, I know this is an audio program. However, I want to paint a picture for people because I'm very visual and I love metaphors. Mm-hmm. So, so people can't see you, although I'm going to post your picture when this, when this publishes because, okay, mm-hmm. imagine jo- Jocelyn was talking about she was exhausted. She started having itchy, dry skin. Her gut started acting up. You are like, glowing from the <laughs> inside out your skin is radiant and 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 like how far do you run you do some like ultra runs right yeah i'm a marathon runner so i do 42k can you say that number again because people don't know what well, that means. it's 42 <laughs> kilometers <laughs> okay so for english that is well i know that uh 26 uh 26.2 miles is a marathon <laughs> So how far are you talking about going farther? Yeah. <laughs> or is that 26? I don't like miles. I just do kilometers. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's 26 miles, I think. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's make this accessible <laughs> because I know, of course, nurses, um, there are certain nurses that they'll only work the night shift. That's the only shift they can tolerate working. And then there's some people that are like, nope, I have to work the day shift or I have to work the evening shift. For somebody that's feeling like I need to absolutely start to explore how I can create, you know, some sleep hygiene, like getting the body ready for sleep, whether it's in the daytime or in the nighttime, what are like a couple of easy things that you could have people try Jocelyn to start this journey back to health really Mm, that's a great question so um at the end of the day when you have worked a night shift and you you want to go to sleep um during the day you are trying to create nighttime nighttime environment during the day right because you have your your sleep cycle your circadian rhythm is now reversed so now we will i will take a few scenarios here just to make the information practical there is a nurse who is wanting to sleep better on those four days off the typical four days off and there is a nurse who is wanting to finally transition back to never working night shifts right those are two different scenarios so i will start off with someone who just wants to be able to bring in some sleep even though they're working night shifts how can you optimize sleep you don't want to just quit your job tomorrow (laughs) you still want to work those night shifts and maybe there are things that you like about night shifts and you but you still you understand that uh, sleep deprivation is a problem 
and you want to support your body because you know what international agency for research on cancer along with the world health organization they came out and said that nash shift is actually a class 2a carcinogen that is a very hard truth to swallow because that means that working night shifts over a long period of time is putting you at risk for cancer and of course this has to do with the fact that when you are working night shifts the body is designed to be sleeping and you are forcing the body to actually uh, go through this this night without rest without rejuvenation uh, zero in and look into your systems your liver is not rejuvenating right your kidneys are not rejuvenating your heart is not rejuvenating because the heart pumps blood all the time you it's all always helping us go through life when does it rest it's when we are sleeping you want to look at all your body systems how they are actually not being able to rest um, accordingly and in alignment with the circadian rhythm as they should there are hormones that are being produced in the night specifically in order to facilitate this body mind rejuvenation process right um we talk about how at night also um we have the brain you know during uh, REM sleep we're having the brain uh, cleaning itself up right the brain is actually working 10 times faster. Now that sounds almost confusing because you think we are sleeping, so the brain must be resting. Yes, it's, it's resting, but there is an adaptation process for this special process for rest where the cerebrospinal fluid is going 10 times faster so that uh, the cerebrospinal fluid is going through all in between brain cells to clean up all the toxins right in the brain because just by being and living we are actually uh, building up metabolites as a result of just using our brain um, and so the cleaning part is so important uh, you think of like you have a party all the time there is a time where you decide to pause and clean your house, right? It's the same thing for the brain. So this is where the rejuvenation process, you know, the clear mind comes in and you can be able to be productive. And now research has also shown that inability to have this brain cleaning process uh, is, uh, is, is uh, linked to um, risk for Alzheimer's disease. Um, so, so this is very important and I'm trying to paint this picture for like nurses listening because you may have, yes, you have that understanding that you want to work night shifts. There are things you like about night shifts, but also you have to honor and be accountable to yourself by, um, at least, uh, understanding this information because this is pure research and, uh, these are things that in my story I looked at and I said, Something has to change. Now, in order to help you navigate through night shifts, um, you are working night shifts right now, but you want to optimize your sleep. Here's what we're going to do. Um, first and foremost, you have to really have that intention. You know, 
a good intention that you're going to start embracing your sleep because you are in the culture where it just seems like we can go on, we can work night shifts and then come home and just go on like nothing happened. It has to change. You, I think I would encourage you to have that intention that those days off uh, are there for you to really bring in, catch up on that rest. Because the mistake I used to do, I used to have those four days off, even though I would try to sleep, I was having issues, right? But in the beginning, I would just go, I tried to go out with my friends or just watch TV. Even though I was just exhausted, I would just kind of not even make an effort to do anything else because I would just think, well, this is not going to happen. So the intention is to make those days off uh, very purposeful towards your sleep rejuvenation. How are you going to do that? So um, you are going to uh, try as much as you can to create a nighttime environment during the day. So if you, you come home, like your, your first day, day off, for example, um, you really want to try and um, bring back your circadian rhythm as much as you can. Because at the end of the day, your circadian rhythm has been, you haven't been sleeping do, uh, during the night. So you want to bring back that circadian rhythm. And one way you can do that is definitely by manipulating light. Uh, because our circadian rhythm is influenced by um, light and dark, right? So exposure to uh, bright light tells the hypothalamus, the part in the brain that is in control of the circadian rhythm, that it's time to wake up, right? So this is why in the morning, we wake up in the morning, it's bright and you, you will get up. So now if you're intending to sleep, you want to actually foster darkness, right? You can do that by having your blinds on the windows. Uh, you can have your sleep mask. Um, and those are things that are going to stimulate sleep. And, the, and also making sure that your environment is conducive for sleep uh, as much as you can. So loud, loudness or noise around, you can use earplugs for that. And those are things that I consider very easy because you are just controlling the environment. But the other side of it is also really controlling or influencing your mind. Because even though light and darkness are influencing the circadian rhythm, the mind, like the, your thoughts, what you're thinking, the level of stimulation you're having, whether you are, maybe you, have, you are worrying about things or you have anxiety around things or things that you haven't resolved. So things like meditation can be very helpful in centering yourself, turning off that sympathetic nervous system. Because if you've had four days working, you probably like really stimulated. You've been like working hard, uh, responding to code blues and all that. It can be quite stimulating. So finding a winding down activity for you, that's grounding, right? grounding yourself um, and uh, whether it's meditation or uh, 
um, increasing a positive interactions with your family and friends. Those are all great things to stimulate your parasympathetic nervous system. Another thing that you can consider in order to kind of um, transition from working night shifts into days, you can consider something I also recommend for um, traveling or uh, jet lag is you can actually consider this is the only time i recommend people exploring the use of melatonin because melatonin is actually now meant as a nightly sleep pill uh, melatonin is only useful it has been shown to be useful in bringing the circadian rhythm back to normal like you are you're kind of shifting that rhythm so uh, melatonin can be very helpful but you also have to be careful uh, how much melatonin you take which brand because uh, melatonin is one of those interesting uh, over-the-counter medications um, where because it's over-the-counter different companies have different uh, dosages so you may want to figure out what company, what dosage, what dosage works for you, and also because of that, there's you know concentration levels and all that, uh, and this is why in other countries like in Europe, some European countries, they actually make an effort to make melatonin a prescribed medication, so you wouldn't be able to buy it over the counter. So I like to warn people like in countries where you can just buy it from the pharmacy. Like, how do you know that you're picking up the right dose that is going to really help you out with your circadian rhythm? There are so many different other things that can uh, affect your, um, your ability to use melatonin. So I would suggest that if you decide to use melatonin, just do a check-in with a doctor or at least read up on it and then kind of figure out the dose that is good, that works for you. Um, and then if you find that, the dose and the brand, then you know that you can use it. And it's much more effective and safe if you only use it periodically just to bring your circadian rhythm back to normal. And then once, um, and of course, you would want to do this in combination with all these other, you know, sleep hygiene activities I discussed. And again, uh, simply always think about mind-body environment, right? The, the stimulation of your brain will affect your sleep. And so the, the, the environment you are in, you want to really make it conducive. And along with the environment, other things I talked about with the environment, you also want to consider your temperature. Because if your body is too hot or too cold, you, you wouldn't, your body won't be able to sleep. Um, and everybody is different, but up to 68 um, uh, degrees Fahrenheit has been shown to be the kind of uh, recommended uh, temperature for optimal sleep. And this is really like individual experiment. Just when you are uh, sleeping and you, you feel too warm, it's not a good sign. Uh, depending on what the weather is, or if it's in the summer, definitely go for lighter and breathable materials. Um, if it's in winter, you still need to adjust your heater because sometimes you might overheat the house. So those are just simple things you can start with. Um, and I also like to recommend to look beyond uh, uh, these simple sleep hygiene um, strategies to also assess and if you've tried sleep hygiene 
strategies and they haven't worked, I encourage you to look further into what else is there because sleep is impacted by also what you're eating. How is your nutrition? Because the way you regulate your nutrition is so important. Um, how are your hormones in addition to the stress hormone, the cortisol levels and how you're managing stress? How about your other hormones and how are you feeling overall? Are you feeling well? Because sometimes, of course, we have all these um, indicators and tests we can use, but like on daily basis, how are you feeling? Those symptoms are very important to keep track of because then we can look further and see where are those symptoms coming from? Because really symptoms are not the problem. It's the root cause of those symptoms, right? So overall, just um, sleep hygiene, very important. And remember that you would have to um, do work harder than regular people, right? Who, who sleep every day to bring back that circadian rhythm. Okay, is it normal that I'm really sleepy right now? You are sleepy now. That, now well, I, I wonder if I'm so boring that you. No, no. All me. the talk about working the night shift, I just, yeah. I just couldn't deal with it. And I thank you for sharing all those tips. And I want to share a visual. This has helped me ton when I think about it and when I talk to people about sleep because I'm a, I'm all for being asleep. Uh, I'm, I'm all about waving the sleep flag because I know the difference. Um, I practice something called yoga nidra, which is um, also called psychic sleep. And it's, it's a meditation practice that it's so wild where you're actually, the whole focus is to stay awake, Jocelyn, get this. Mm. And you set a song kalpa or an affirmation or an intention. And what's so cool is that you rotate through states of consciousness throughout your body like this is literally literally the cueing is like this okay pay attention to your right thumb pay attention to your right index finger pay attention to your right middle finger now your right ring finger you do this throughout your whole body and then there are certain episodes where they're like okay now i want you to um, start counting backwards from 25 till you get to one so like you'll say okay i'm taking a deep inhale i'm feeling my belly rise and then I exhale, and then 24, inhaling, exhaling, 23, you literally, and if you fall asleep, you have to start over, <laughs> it's so mm -hmm. difficult, because it's so relaxing, however, it's training your mind and your body to completely relax, mm -hmm. and the belief is, any intention or sankalpa that you state, it's impossible for it not to come into the physical realm. Anyway, it's, it's helped me immensely because I too have had some serious sleep issues. So I'm, um, I'm a huge fan of listening to things. What do you think about like binaural beats and things that actually change, you know, you got your alpha, your theta and your delta waves to actually change the physiology of your, of your brain waves to help you get into a restful state. Yeah, definitely. Because sleep is essentially changing brain waves, right? Back in 1950s, you know, 
a group of researchers, they came together, they were like, what is this? What is sleep? And interestingly, they just end up naming it stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, stage five. Non-REM sleep, REM sleep, you know? Sometimes I wonder, wow, it's just so simple. Stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, five. Uh, but um, sound meditation, those have been proven to affect brain waves and therefore affecting sleep. And this is why people who meditate tend to be better sleepers. And what you were saying about practicing meditation is so important because when we practice, it's almost like you're creating a memory, muscle memory for your brain. So when you quickly need that meditation an hour, two hours before going to bed, after you've been practicing meditation, the body can easily transcend into that meditative state and promote relaxation and allow you to sleep. But if you just only meditate at night, basically it's all about practice. That's what I'm saying. And so sound, listening to soothing sounds, uh, soothing music. Um, I actually did a, a piece on uh, sounds that help you sleep and how sound specifically helps you sleep. And so those are great strategies that you can apply. Um, and uh, I think everybody's different. It's always good to find things that work for you and then continue to implement them, right? Even when I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, it's all about figuring things out. Like, what do you like? What will work? You know, I had, um, I worked with someone, they did not like journaling, for example, but journaling is so amazing. Uh, they end up trying it out and then they loved it, right? So you never know until you try. <laughs> so that's, definitely. That's, that's great advice. Um, I just want to give a shout out to a free app that I, I can't live without. It's called Insight Timer. So I-N-S-I-G-H-T. Um, I don't get any like any financial, anything. It's something that one of my healer friends mentioned to me. Um, it's a free app. It's kind of like an app for meditators. It, tons of free stuff, tons of courses that you can pay for, meditations, um, courses, sound healing. Anyway, it's so cool. So um, we're about out of time and I want to make sure that we have time, Jocelyn, because the show is called Divine Downloads. And to me, that's like when you are in a position, speaking of mind, body, spirit, where you, you have access to this wisdom that maybe you didn't have access to before. And once you receive the information, you, do, you just do things differently. You're, you're a changed human. So is there a download that you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I have a few. And I would just share one that's very, very simple. Uh, recently, I have embraced this beautiful practice of uh, spirituality and also connecting with my authentic intentions. Um, and so one thing that has really changed the way that I live and the way that I see the world is this idea of intention. When you take intention and you add your attention to it, you get transformation. So, you know, sometimes we know so much, we've heard and we have so much knowledge, but it's not until we 
bring that knowledge into our intention and then actually create attention by doing what we're supposed to do and creating actionable steps around those intentions that will get transformation right so that is so so mind opening for me and just connecting with your intention sometimes all we need is to connect with our intentions in order to be guided towards the right transformation we need even with with this podcast today uh, with all the strategies we have shared if you intend to embrace this and really you want to to um, make it your intention to transform your sleep so you can actually uh, have more energy and uh, optimal health and then you will realize that you bring attention to that intention which will create this amazing transformation which is probably what you're looking for, right? But it all starts with intention. That is so beautiful. This is a tweetable. So intention plus attention equals transformation. I mean, that's beautiful. And you're basically, you're basically speaking about energy because where um, attention goes, energy flows. It's, it's that inspired action, the intention. So so beautiful, Jocelyn. So please tell people, because I know people are going to be wanting to knock down your door to work with you, to get more information. So they too can set the intention, focus the attention so they can create their own transformation. How can they get in your vortex? Yes. Um, I can be found at sleepishealth.com. So that's sleepishealth.com. Um, so that's very simple to spell. S L E P I S H E A L T H dot com. Yes. And I'm also on Instagram um, and Facebook as Jocelyn John. Jocelyn John, J-O-S-E-L-Y-N-E-J-O-H-N. And I'm always looking forward to connecting with other nurses and other healers. And if I can, um, you know, push you towards better direction for your sleep, I'll be happy to, definitely. I hope that I have uh, shared some strategies that could work, but I also know that everybody's different. And as a uh, holistic as I can be, I know that there's always that bio-individuality that's so important for a specific solution. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can also send me an email at uh, info at sleepishealth.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And real quick, just in case people want to know, um, so the stuff that you provide, do you offer, it sounds like you offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. Do you also have like, um, resources on your website that people could do self-studies or what's the, uh, what are the opportunities like to work with you? Yeah. So opportunities right now are, I do one-on-one -on -one programs. So I like to be able to, I do provide free consultation, uh, 15 to half an hour where I listen to the person uh, and figure out what their sleep story is. And then from there I can, I decide if I can help them within my scope. Um, or 
at the very least that uh, frequent attention is always great i can even if i can't help or cannot take them on as my client i can always you know uh, guide them towards the direction what i think other resources might be for them and uh, also i do uh, i'm working on a course right now um which is going to be very very practical um i want to i am calling it um sleep stimulation workbook because at the end of the day i want to be able to provide practical steps we can take just to be able to uh, achieve that uh, immediate transformation and then build on it right for long term um yes so those are the two ways um uh yeah either by contacting me directly on frequent citations or um, taking my course, which I'm still working on right now. And I also do have uh, a free uh, sleep simulation workbook that I'm also working on to, to kind of get people um, the tangible and hands-on. Uh, I want people to really like participate in their own transformation right away because I think there's so much knowledge right now, but we also want to just be able to apply those strategies, right? So good. So two questions. So funny. I was literally about to ask you, are you going to write a book sometime soon? Well, <laughs> I, I think I have written actually a book, but it's like I, I did uh, provide a book um, with the Nurse Action Pack. So my book is, I, I named it Sleep Success, but it's more of kind of like a preliminary book that I will build on for the future. But yeah. I see, I see that. I see that in your future for sure. And one more question. Yeah. Do you work with children? No, I don't. So my specialization is for adults. I'm a okay. yeah, adult sleep expert, yes. Well, Jocelyn, oh my gosh. I feel like this has been <laughs> so um, rich with tools. And really, I, I think the biggest thing here is hitting home that uh, sleep is not a luxury. It's a necessity for vitality. So. Here is to intention with attention to create incredible transformation. So I want to thank you for your expertise and for your energy. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we sign off tonight? No, I would like to thank everybody for listening in tonight. Thank you so much. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So thank you, Jocelyn, for your wisdom, your expertise, and of course, I want to thank the listeners. If this is your first time, welcome and thank you. And if you're a repeat listener, OMG, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for my listeners. And I just want you to remember, there's nothing like infinite possibilities, right? Especially if you're a nurse and if you have an idea, that means you also have uh, the wherewithal, the chutzpah, the vibes to actually create it in the universe. So keep taking one step at a time and remember that you are completely supported, even in the times, and especially when you feel like you're not. So until the next time, um, keep, keep taking one baby step at a time and take good care of yourself. Bye-bye.